you're listening to the Nonprofit Buildup Podcast, and I'm your host, Nick Campbell. I want to support movements that can interrupt cycles of injustice and inequity and shift power towards vulnerable and marginalized communities. I've spent years working in and with nonprofits and philanthropies, and I know how important infrastructure is to outcomes. On this show, we'll talk about how to build capacity to transform the way you and your organization work. Hi, everyone. It's Steph, Buildup's Executive Portfolio Liaison. This week on the Nonprofit Buildup is part two of a two-part series solocast presentation by Buildup CEO A. Nicole Campbell, as she reflects and provides a thought-provoking perspective on what it means for organizations, philanthropies, and grassroots movements to have legal capacity as capacity building. You can jump back to part one of the conversation to learn more about legal capacity as capacity building. But with that, let's dive into the second part of Next Reflections, where she continues to elaborate on the direct role that legal capacity must build in ways that lasts. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, Nick, I don't have a general counsel team, right? I don't have a general counsel within my organization. I don't have a counsel team. I don't have any of that. And I would say to that, that you, as a result, you are missing critical elements of capacity building. You are doing your organization a disservice if you do not have a team of folks that you can rely on to provide critical legal capacity. And all your other capacity building is being compromised as a result. That's harsh, right? That sounds like, wait, Nick, like, wait, I, I thought you were going to say something completely different. No, that's what I'm saying to you. If you do not have a general counsel team, a team of lawyers, a team of legal folks that you can rely on to help provide additional capacity, legal capacity to your organization and to help you think through these critical questions that come up in your work and help you be proactive in those areas, you are compromising your capacity building. You are leaving these really critical questions, these huge questions in some instances when we've gotten involved, right? Where we have worked with organizations that may not have had counsel to date and they've been working with someone on a team who is smart and maybe has been exposed to different questions before and they've been playing lawyer, right? Well, we've realized is, wow, you've missed out on a lot of opportunities. You've agreed to things that you should not have. You've overcommitted yourself. You've agreed to responsibilities that you should not have. And in some instances, we get into, well, actually, are we actually being compliant as an organization? And you don't want to be there, right? Because now this, now we're in cleanup mode. We're still in a much better position than never having had the conversation. But you want to make sure that you're being proactive, right? That These conversations are happening at the front end, not after a transaction has already happened. So don't leave it up to folks who are not that counsel team to tell you about compliance, potential legal issues, problems. That's scary. That is detracting from your capacity building efforts. And so if anyone is listening to this and you are an organization And you're saying, I don't have a general counsel. I don't have a general counsel team. I don't have lawyers that I can rely on. I don't, and this can be pro bono attorneys. This can be attorneys that you're paying, you know, on a fee basis. I just mean someone who has the ability to provide legal capacity to your organization. If you do not have that team of folks or that person, you are missing a critical element of your capacity building efforts and you are compromising your organization's mission. 
Okay. And I have to say that out loud because, you know, it came to me just over the past few weeks, just having conversations with folks and looking around the sector and realizing, wait a minute, we don't talk about legal capacity as part of capacity building. We kind of ignore it. We don't see it as part of this overall conversation or this general conversation about capacity building when in fact it is a very fundamental piece of it. And so think about what other parts of your organization would you do this or would you say, you know what, we don't need this person heading up this particular area. We'll just use folks who might have heard of this thing before and we'll get by because we just don't have the funding for it. We just don't think we can afford it. Right. And again, there are pro bono options out there. There are pro bono networks of attorneys. There are different ways that you can engage counsel. Right. But if you're not doing that at all, think about what other areas of your organization would you ever attempt to do this in? And I don't think that there are many that likely come to mind. Another thing we hear is, you know, we're too grassroots right? We're too small for this. We don't actually need a general counsel team, Nick. Like we are doing our work. We're just, you know, there's five of us. We don't really need someone to come in and help with that legal capacity at this stage. And the reality of this is that you're likely the ones that are most in need, right? The smaller you are doesn't mean that your problems are smaller. It just means that your problems are likely not being addressed, right? And so, you're still in the same situation and you likely need it the most because you probably have team members that are playing these roles that need training, that need conversations with folks that have seen lots of different organizations in these situations and can say, oh, I've seen this before. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we don't need to do. At the end of the day, you need a problem solver with legal experience to help you build your organization's capacity. That's at any level. Grassroots level, your midsize, you are an enormous nonprofit or philanthropy. You need someone with those problem solving skills and that legal experience and expertise to help you build that capacity. Now, I understand cost is real. I'm not ignoring that. I'm not saying, oh, go out there and everything is pro bono. I understand the reality in which we all sit. So cost is real. Having someone as general counsel or in-house counsel team there's a real cost to that, right? You have employees that are sitting there as a legal team. There is a real cost to that. We're talking legal assistance and systems that have been set up. That's not all pro bono. So I'm not being naive at all and saying, oh, just go out there and get pro bono assistance. Don't worry about it. No, that cost is real. And you have to consider all of this against you know the kind of work you're doing, the risk analysis, risk management. But there are ways in which you can still accomplish this. And this is why at the Campbell Law Firm, right, at TCLF, we aim to show up differently because our model is really based on working with grassroots organizations, working with brave nonprofits and philanthropies that are not, they just don't want to be seen as, quote, just another nonprofit. They want to maintain their movement sort of flexibility and status, and we want to as well. We also work with, you know, multi-billion dollar philanthropies. So our model is really set up to say, look, at the end of the day, the core of it is we want to partner with folks, right? So these social impact entrepreneurs, these philanthropists, these brave nonprofits and philanthropies that are trying to disrupt and change the status quo. That is our model. So you can be 
an organization of five, you can be an organization of 50, of 500. We want to make sure that at the core of it all, we're able to address problems as they come up, issues before they arise, and work alongside teams in grassroots organizations and organizations that are medium-sized, large as well. Our approach is that, again, we're talking about cost. We want to make sure that it's cost-effective, right? So we don't bill by the minute. That's a huge surprise, and it's probably a shocker for a lot of folks listening. We do not bill by the minute. We do not think that that allows us to partner in the way that we want to, right? We don't want folks getting on the phone with us and counting the minutes and saying, oh, you know, I don't want to ask how her day was because now I'm going to get billed for, you know, just small talk, right? I've been in house counsel and I understand that feeling, right? It's real. So we don't bill by the minute. We don't do surprise bills. We do flat fee arrangements. And this allows smaller organizations and larger organizations to budget for these costs, right? You know, as soon as you start an engagement with us, this is what it will cost for the year, right? We talk about how many reviews of agreements and how we're going to engage. And we allow you to, you know, we want to hear from you. The thinking is not look, we're just going to get into this engagement. Use us as little as you can because we know that the money's there. No, we want you to reach out to us to share everything that is coming up. Hey, this has happened. Do you think that this might be a situation that you should know about? Do you think that this is a question that we should ask? We want all of those questions. And that's all built into the way we have set up our fee structure because we want it to be cost effective because we realize, right, that legal capacity is a critical component of capacity building. So you cannot talk about, I'm building this amazing organization. I'm focused on capacity building. I want to provide support to my leadership team. And I want to make sure that my strategy is sound. And you have no legal capacity. You're not even thinking about how do you build capacity in your legal systems, your frameworks, your legal team. We just don't understand how that can coexist, right? The same ideas come up when we talk about infrastructure, right? Infrastructure is part of your capacity building. So if you're not talking about how you are trying to strengthen your infrastructure and your framework, your organizational frameworks, you're not talking about capacity building, right? So we need to have this larger conversation about what do we mean when we are talking about capacity building for an organization, Legal needs to be included. And so we want to make sure that we have a model that allows even the most grassroots organization that we work with to say we can rely on a legal team of folks who can be our thought partners in this space, right? Who can help us problem solve and have this legal experience to help us do so, right? And so that's the thinking with our model that we want it to be cost effective. We provide a dedicated general counsel team. So it's not like, well, today I'm talking to this person and I'm explaining all of this. And the next day you might be talking to someone else. You've got to do it all over again. And then the next week you're talking to someone else. No, you have a dedicated team. You have folks who have decades of experience combined. We're providing, you know, essentially a general counsel, an outsourced in-house general counsel for the organization. Someone else who is working alongside that attorney to help provide that legal capacity. And then you've got the team itself 
that that person can then rely on when questions come up, right? So imagine having all of those resources at your disposal. You compare that organization that has that kind of legal team set up, that kind of legal capacity to an organization that isn't even thinking about legal capacity, but they're thinking about organizational capacity building. There's no way that that second organization can then say, okay, we're going to move ahead and do this in a sustainable way with this gaping hole of legal capacity just not being discussed, right? And this is really important to us, right? The reason I talk about legal capacity so much is yes, I think it is a critical component of capacity building. I also want folks to work with lawyers in a very different way than what has been put out there and what we think of when we consider working with attorneys, right? Or working with, quote, outside counsel. Because again, we're not talking about employees who are sitting within an organization because it's a different dynamic, right? I've been in house counsel, as I've mentioned. And it's a very different dynamic. And, you know, folks on our team will tell you that as well, that you are in it in a very different way than, quote, outside counsel might be because you're there day to day. You are joining team meetings, depending on the organizational setup. And we want to recreate that kind of dynamic because there is a beauty that comes from being in-house counsel when you don't have to get the explanations over and over and over again about how an organization works, what kinds of partnerships they're trying to create, the kinds of risks that they are willing to step into or be exposed to, and the kinds of things that they want to avoid. And I'm really passionate about making sure that we can continue to work this way because I really don't think that the law as it has been set up, law firms generally, it wasn't set up for folks that look like me or firms that work the way we do to thrive. And those are facts, right? If you look at, I mean, just some of these really outdated ethics rules that are in play in different states, right? You'll see that it is set up in a way that is saying, this is the kind of firm that we want. These are the kinds of people that we want. This is how we think the law should work. And that has nothing to do with the way that you are lawyering, right? It has nothing to do with the way you are providing legal advice and counsel and support. And so the way I want to show up is I want to make sure that I give voice to those who have been invisibilized, that organizations that are out there working on behalf of communities that are vulnerable and marginalized, that they have the resources, they have the legal capacity they need to make sure that they are sustainable, right? Their work can be sustained. The solutions that they're coming up with can be leveraged and we can scale and we can start to have different kinds of conversations. And you cannot do that without access to quality legal resources and capacity. And so that is the entire vision behind the Campbell Law Firm, right? And so when we talk about capacity building, don't talk about capacity building and not ask about legal capacity. When you look at all these capacity building programs, you see all the consultants and different aspects of the work that are critical, right, to really building up these organizations. I want us also to think about what about the legal capacity? How are we providing additional legal support and resources to these organizations to support their work? Because if we're not asking that question, 
we're doing a real disservice because legal capacity is part of the capacity building conversations. This is why at TCLF, we do not do one-off transactions. You will not see us just, oh, you want us to review that one agreement for you? Here you go, bye. Because there is a bigger conversation, a bigger context in which this, this agreement sits and which the transaction sits. I understand that that's not for everyone, right? I understand that some organizations might say, well, you know what? We just needed the answer to this one thing, right? But what we have found is when organizations have that mentality, they're not thinking about capacity building as, you know, it's going to include legal capacity as well. And it's very telling. And sometimes it's just not the right time. I get that. But those conversations, when folks have come to us with one off, what we'll do is we'll say, this is not the way we work. Here's how we work. And a lot of organizations, they're, they're just kind of like, whoa, I didn't know that was a possibility. And so we start down the path of here's how we you can retain us and we can work together. And this is what a partnership looks like. This is how we can provide additional legal capacity. And sometimes the organization might say, oh, well, you know, we're just looking for this one off review. And we still are able to provide additional legal resources or, you know, recommendations to other law firms that might work a little bit differently, but still have that same mentality around here's how we're going to try to build your legal capacity in this instance, Right. So I say all of this to say that legal capacity is not about just reviewing agreements and you have somebody that can, you know, a lawyer that can review your transaction or review an agreement or a contract. It's about all of those things. It's about the legal framework. It's about how they're reviewing, the questions they're asking, the conversations that they're having with you, how often they're talking with you, how well do they know your organization and how much information are you sharing about your organization with them. You know, a lot of folks who know me know that I was not trying to start a law firm, right? When I started to build up companies, I did not want to start a law firm because I was so indoctrinated into that very system that I just described where law firms worked a lot differently, right? They didn't work the way that TCLF worked or the way I envisioned a law firm could work. And so I thought, well, if it hasn't been done before and I haven't seen it and these law firms are successful models, it can't be done. So I won't start a law firm. And it wasn't until I you know, was talking with an ideal client. They're still a client to this day, an amazing organization that works around the globe. And they said, well, how do we work with you? And I said, well, this is how I want to work. Right. And I had that model where Legal capacity is part of capacity building. So what do I want that to look like? I want to know what you're doing. My team should know what you're doing. We should be able to say, this is how we're going to help you build your legal framework, your protocols, your templates. This is how you're going to be proactive. Here's how we're going to help you solve this problem on a consistent basis. Here's how we're going to help you be sustainable so that when you show up to the communities that you're working with, you have the legal capacity and the general capacity and leverage to do so. And that's when we created, you know, the way that we work now, which is TCLF. So we really are doing it differently and we're doing it that way. We're doing it in a way that is inclusive of grassroots organizations, of, you know, smaller organizations, of larger organizations that want to show up differently, that want to be disruptive in the truest sense of that word. And it's the only way I know how to work. And so when I think about 
If you are a grassroots organization listening to this and saying, I don't know if this is for me, I don't know if I can afford it, just know that we created TCLF with you in mind, right? We created the way that we work with you in mind, our approach with you in mind. And this also goes for our clients that are multi-billion dollar philanthropies, right? The core is that and the commonality is that you are trying to be disruptive to the status quo, right? That perpetuates injustice and inequity. And so if you are trying to be disruptive in that way, know that we understand that legal capacity needs to be part of the conversation and we will work with you to provide that kind of support and leverage. When legal capacity is not part of the capacity building conversation, ask why. Push the conversation, push the question. Think about how legal capacity can help your team, your work, your organizational vision. Hopefully this episode, this solo cast is helping you think about how legal capacity can play such a key role in how your organization is built out, how its vision can be advanced, how its mission can be supported, and how your goals can be leveraged and scaled. And then come talk to us. <laughs> and as I mentioned, if we're not a fit, we can still point you to additional resources and others that might be. But I just want us to start this conversation. I want us to start having this conversation about legal capacity as part of capacity building. Right. And it doesn't have to be with TCLF. You know, I tell people this all the time that I am not in the convincing business. When I started the build of companies, I said very, very quickly, I am not in the convincing business. I'm in the building business, the problem solving business. And I'm into working with brave organizations and leaders that are trying to disrupt this status quo. Right. That are trying to show up sustainably and at scale for vulnerable and marginalized communities that have been historically left out of the conversation. That's the common thread. So it's not about, you know, just picking TCLF and that's the only way you get legal capacity. I want you to just have this conversation about legal capacity as part of capacity building. That is all. And I want to leave you with this. Ask yourself, how can legal capacity help my organization's capacity building? How can increasing and strengthening my own organization's legal capacity help the communities that I work with and that I serve? How will it help us sustainably show up, consistently show up for these communities? Those are the questions I want to leave you with so that you can start to think about legal capacity in a different way, or even just start thinking about legal capacity because it is critical. Thank you all for the amazing work that you do every day for building your organizations in such a way that can be such a resource and so helpful to communities that need it. And every day that you're building is allowing the stories of communities to be told and having them be the storytellers, right? As opposed to speaking on their behalf. 
So thank you. And any questions that you have about legal capacity, I'd love to continue this conversation. Please feel free to reach out to us by email or just on any of our socials. And we're happy to talk about legal capacity. Talk to you all soon. And that completes this two-part series on legal capacity as capacity building with A. Nicole Campbell. As we wrap up, if you're interested in partnering with a law firm that leverages a global network of experienced attorneys with decades of legal training and practical experience and focuses on social impact organizations to serve as an outsourced general counsel and thought partner, then schedule a discovery call with the Campbell Law Firm today. The Campbell Law Firm works with brave nonprofits, philanthropies, philanthropists, ultra-high net worth individuals, and movements offering high-touch counsel to social impact entrepreneurs and organizations around the world. We would love to hear more about your brave mission to change the world. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nonprofit Buildup. To access the show notes, additional resources, and information on how you can work with us, please visit our website at buildupadvisory.com. We invite you to listen again next week as we share another episode about scaling impact by building infrastructure and capacity in the nonprofit sector. Keep building bravely.